Hey friends, welcome to the She Sounds Like Me podcast. We're your hosts, Rachel Leigh Hoffman. And I'm Sila Grace Hoffman. We're a mama-daughter duo that works together, plays together, and tries to figure out this crazy world together. <laughs> yeah, mom. And we're super grateful you could join us today. This is the She Sounds Like Me podcast. She sounds like me. 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 Welcome to the She Sounds Like Me podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold up, Mom. Before we get this party started, we gotta let them know the goods first. Friends, if you like what you hear, subscribe to this podcast on your chosen platform. Give us a five-star review or join our conversation online at She Sounds Like Me on the socials and at SheSoundsLikeMe.co. That's .co, not com. Because somebody already snatched that one. Okay, Mom, now let's get to it. <laughs> let's get to it. All right, Sila, here we go. Hey friends, before we get started, mom to mom here, I just wanted to give you a little insight onto this episode. So I'm very aware, like all of us are, on how difficult and unusual this year is going to be and has been already for so many. Maybe one of the most challenging for not just parents and our kids, but these educators and administrators in the school systems all across the country and across the world. And our hearts go out to you all. Navigating school, no matter your choice or ours, is a difficult decision to make, no matter how these kids go back, and a personal one. I'm not here to ever place upon uh, any of our listeners or any of my friends, my tribe, what I feel like they should be doing. I'm just here to share what has worked for us or what hasn't, quite frankly, and in hopes that it gives you an idea or an option or an avenue to consider that may work for you and yours. So while some are going back into school in person, in public, full force, whether some will never go back again, some that don't even have an option, we hear you and we're here for you. So as you listen through this episode, just know that we'll dive deeper into the options uh, and the process for homeschooling in this hybrid method that we've recently come across. And know that these are candid conversations with a seven-year-old, right? They're unscripted. She's not been told what to say. She just speaks her mind. And it's my job as her mom to listen. So, if you're interested in hearing what we have to say about her first day at school in this COVID corona coaster of life, listen on. And um, we'll keep digging in a little deeper as the season progresses. So stay tuned for more. And thanks for listening. <laughs> okay, so today was your first official day at what we've transitioned into, which is a homeschool hybrid private Academy. Academy, sure. Yeah. Now, when we moved here... We specifically came here for a Pacific school. Specific. Specific. I can never seem to say that word. It's okay. It's totally cute. I don't even want to correct you, but I, I, I feel like it's my duty to teach you somewhat proper English. 
since this is what we do for a living, <laughs> talk to ourselves. Um, I talk to everybody. You really do. It's um, it's amazing. But we, yeah, we did. We we wanted to be students of the public school system, and right. thought there was some really good value in that. And I still do believe that there is. It's just that they're not really handling COVID that well. Well, that's one way to put it. Yeah, it's just not for us and I think that the way that you do best with learning and hands-on education and socialization interacting with people yeah interacting with people and right now the only option was virtual right and for good reason because they're trying to keep a lot of people safe and trying to keep our numbers down and while we're not really here to debate that we're no scientists and we there's not enough facts nor is there enough leadership Uh, in this country on a national or local level, unfortunately, the trickle-down effect made it so that it left us with very limited options. Exactly. And I think that one of the things that we were looking for, especially having two parents that work and um, not having the ability uh, to fully dedicate our time to um, just training and and virtual school and becoming your teacher. Yeah. um, we were looking for a homeschool-style hybrid that would allow you to have in-person education a few days a week. Right. Yeah. And so we found a great spot because mom's checklist was pretty strong. I needed something that was secular. Do you know what secular is? No. No clue. No Jesus. <laughs> That's how mom puts it. <laughs> Silas' face right now is hilarious. Um Meaning we didn't, a lot of private schools and hybrid schools or homeschools are based on a non-secular curriculum. And non-secular means that they teach, it's a religious-based curriculum, usually having to do with Christianity um, or Catholicism, uh, but in some cases Judaism as well. And while we are Jewish, we are Jew-ish, which means we're kind of jew light. And um, and also, we definitely appreciate and institute a lot of cultures and religious uh, beliefs, but not really wanting to incorporate that into education. I think that that should yeah. be separate and that you should be able to learn and explore all religious cultures and beliefs at your leisure and make those decisions. How do you feel about that? I feel like it doesn't really matter what that's doing as as long as the school is good i mean like some people put good differently in different ways um to me good means in this situation it means i don't it doesn't really make sense to have one religion in the entire school because there are people that are coming to that school that don't don't believe in that religion, but they're coming to that school because it's a good school, and they've been going there for a while, and then they suddenly change it up, and now you're believing the school's believing in a different religion. How do you think they're going to feel? All of their friends are probably going to be Christian, or yeah, and it wouldn't be really fair. Well, also, do you feel like one religion is a reflection of what the real world looks like? Not really. 
It's not a reflection of what is really happening in the world. Exactly. As if the school is just teaching one religion and facts based on one religion. religion. It's not going to help with the other religions. It doesn't expose the beliefs of, of the world. world. Yeah. Right? And mm -hmm. so what we were looking for in a hybrid homeschool Home program was it was a secular, not a non-secular approach. Secular, secular means mm -hmm. they believe in all religions and they don't just teach one religion. They teach all about the entire world's religion. Right. And then the students... Uh, and their families are free to think and believe however they feel to make their own assessments about life and their spiritual beliefs. Exactly. So that was important. The other thing that was important was to find a hybrid homeschool program that was accredited. And accredited means that they are approved by the state to teach a curriculum at the highest level that is then applicable to be used in colleges and for credits and things like that. Yeah. So you can essentially go to this school until high school, and your education will be considered viable and valuable to whatever college you wanted to go to. Now, you're only in second grade, so who knows if you'll go the distance in this particular style of learning and through to high school, but it is a possibility. Exactly. Everything is possible. Anything is possible when you work as a team. <laughs> Anything is possible. I love when you just bust out into song. You, I hope you keep that going your whole life. Anything is possible. Everything is possible when you work as a team. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anything is possible, but things have definitely changed. At the end of last year, you did virtual school because of COVID-19. And all the schools in our area were kind of forced quickly into this position where you, one day you were in school and the next day... Done with. Done with. And they had a transition online. And what were some of the things that you enjoyed and what were some of the things you didn't enjoy about that? We had to suddenly wear masks, and I didn't even know those were a thing. Well, that too, but I'm talking about the learning, like from school. Oh, yeah. You just were that. on your computer. I'm staring at a screen doing nothing. Well, you were doing quite a bit. In fact, I think the first week, I recall, you had already figured out how to break into all my passwords. You reset all your permissions on the iPad, and you allowed yourself... Stop it! What? Please! What? I think that's pretty cool. It's actually pretty pretty fascinating how children are able to manipulate the systems up and well beyond our, our adult knowledge. Like, how you even knew to do that is crazy, right? It's pretty cool. And I think we as parents underestimate our kids and the potential that they have to figure stuff out when they're left to their own, literally their own devices. In this case, it was an iPad for you, right? So you got to go through your homework. I think Siri would, you know, 
help dictate some of your answers throughout the day. You figured out what that little microphone does. Can you tell me some of the hacks that you figured out pretty quickly? Like what do you mean? Like hacks to get through your learning. You figured out how to, a workaround. Little microphone. Press that little microphone. You don't have to read your problems. Little microphone. Okay. <laughs> da 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 da. Talking into the microphone would give, would make Siri do the work for you, right? Right. Yeah, you figured that out. That was pretty ingenious, and you did. You figured out how to rework the iPad's permissions. Whereas I had set like limited permissions on YouTube and some of the things that we knew you had to have access to for certain classes, but you were able to get in there and I found out the passcode. And yeah, figured out by some sleuthing, and then changed them to benefit what you wanted to do because Mom was busy working, right? Yeah, that was pretty, pretty outstanding. I like can't even be mad at you about it. But all that being said, that told me that you were more of a hands-on learner and that I know that you really enjoy education, but you needed some community support. And hacking. <laughs> well, and hacking? Yeah. You're going to be a computer hacker by the time you're eight. Yeah, I am. Um, so I think that that's, it's just, it's just interesting. three months. Eight in three months. Yeah. About four or five, three so, so what about digital learning did you, did you like, and what did you not like? I did not like staring at a screen all day. Yeah, fair. I really did not like I couldn't interact with people. It wasn't fair. Putting kids through staring at a screen, screen, sitting there all day and not interacting with people, it's not fair. Probably not too healthy either. But right now, that's what a lot of kids have to do. And I think that they have to also look for other ways, hopefully, if their parents have the capacity to do that, to find other ways to interact and have play some in some ways. But as COVID continues to spread and as people are more and more nervous about those interactions, I think that's really limited for some people. Exactly. Especially for kids like you. You're an only child. Mm-hmm. Excuse you. Excuse me. I'm an only child, and I don't have a brother or sister to play with or anybody, really. And we had to end up partnering partnering, partnering up with a, a couple friends in our neighborhood that I would be able to play with. Yeah, just to keep it kind of central, right? And even... So I wasn't stuck at home doing nothing. Well, you were doing a lot here, but there was no... Um, Engagement. Right. Connection. And I do very badly when I'm not engaging with people. Right. <laughs> You're a fairly outgoing child, if you can't tell. Thank you. So there's that. What, what are some of the things that were great about online learning? Because let's talk about the positive. But There's I always got, a negative and a positive, right? Let's talk about the positive. I got to spend time with my family like you. Yeah, it was awesome. I really loved that. I got to sleep in. Yeah. No getting out of your jammies all day. Okay, so I loved that I got to spend time with my family, and I didn't have to get my get out of my PJs in the morning. And you got to sleep in. That was awesome. <laughs> I know a lot of my friends and family members love to sleep in, and they won't let me wake them up. And 
like they'll stay in bed until they have to get out or stay in their PJs until they have to get out of their PJs. But even then, they won't get out. So what are some of the things you got to do with your friends, though? We had some playdates and stuff. Yeah, I had some playdates. Virtual playdates. Virtual playdates. How was that for a kid? Uh, not as good. It was a little bit better, but not, not the best. Like, I honestly think that's much worse than getting to sleep in. I'd rather sleep in than have a virtual play date with someone. So, virtual had its ups and downs, and we realized probably pretty quickly that we needed to find something that was kind of the best of both worlds. Right. And like, yeah, like this option that you now started. So today was your first day, first yeah. official day. So you'll go to school Tuesdays and Thursdays. Days, and then Fridays for extracurriculums. Well, it's called an enrichment day. Right. Okay, so talk to me about how the first day went. It went pretty good. It was, yeah, it was pretty good. Um, there were some ups and downs in it. There was some high and lows, but it, overall it was pretty fun. What were the things that um, were interesting about the school to you? You talked to me about how there are students that you're, you're in a pretty small small facility. Yeah. It's actually not a small facility. It's, I think, 8,000 square feet, and there's only elementary school. And out of the elementary school classes, there's only one class per grade. And I think there's a max of 10 or 12 students per grade actually on site. But then there could be additional students that are tuning in from Zoom that are virtual only right from the get. Right. right? And I think the deal is at any point um, you can be virtual in or out, whether you're traveling, whether you've had an exposure to COVID, whether someone in your house is sick or you get sick. Or even if you have a work excuse, like, you know, like you do sometimes with voiceover work. Exactly. So um, that's kind of cool because it gives some flexibility. And anything that we can't do in person, we can always do online. But it'll start with just you going in on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. And so today you went in, and how many kids were in the second grade? About... What, 13 max in the entire grade? No, I think there were 10 students in your class. In, in, in person. And there were about three or four students online. Right. And so how did the teacher work between the students online and the students in class? So she has a giant desk on the side, and she has a big computer with the kids on it, the Zoom kids. And then she has the entire classroom that's, like, right here. So there's the teachers on one side, the students are this side, the other students are on the camera. Then there's another room in the side, which is, like, for reading and writing and snack time, stuff like that. And then snack time and lunch time were pretty fun because you got to move around the classroom and talk to friends and be with friends. While when you're working, it's like you're all eyes on the teacher. And you all have your own individual desks this year, right? right. Which is a new change. You used to be in like little sub pods in public school. Yeah. And then around the desk, what's around the desk that's new and different this year? There's like a little shield, but not everybody has them. So it's like alternating shields around the desks, like pods? Like yeah. Like a little acrylic 
clear plastic bubble? Yeah, except there's there's uh, like one ki- one or two kids who like their mom sent in a request for if they didn't have a shield around their desk when it alternated, put one there because they they wanted to be safe, pretty safe. I like that. So I love that there's these new ideas about how we're keeping the kids safe within the classroom because I don't think public school had the opportunity or maybe the funding to consider some of these options, right? Like individual desks, that's a huge expense. These acrylic bubbles or dividers that um, kind of protect and insulate each desk is is a new feature, something right. that we had never probably considered before, but a really cool advantage to have at your new school. Talk to me about some of the other safety precautions that are in place that make you feel safe being in person, like mask wearing and hand washing stations and sanitizer and stuff like that. What are you seeing there? So it's not really a hand washing or sanitizing thing, but it's mostly masks. A couple kids have masks on and then, but it's surprising the people who have bubbles have masks, but the only ones who don't really have bubbles don't have masks. It feels like it should be the other way around. Yeah, it probably should. And you wore your mask for most of the day? Yeah, except when this boy came in class, um, he comes in for math. Well, we do math because he's um, in another area. And then he comes in and he sits right next to me because that's the only spot there's room. And I end up putting my mask on then. Okay, so when you're in close quarters, when you feel like you can't, right. you can't be... I can't get out of this situation. Okay, then you put your mask on and you feel like you're more comfortable that way. Yeah. Okay, cool, good to know. And then each area, I mean, you've got your sanitizer in your bag and stuff like that, but yeah. there is hand washing going on, correct? No, there isn't. What do you mean, no? So there's no hand washing at all. She ne- Nobody ever washes their hands. I was the only one who washed my hands. When I had to blow my nose, I went over, blowed my nose, went to the sink, washed my hands. Everybody else got up, blow, blew their nose, came, sat back down. Mm. No washing hands. No hand sanitizer, no nothing. I was the only one who was hand sanitizing and washing her, my hands. Hmm. Okay, well, that's something interesting. We should probably address that with the school because um, you would think that that was happening on a more frequent basis. Right. Yeah. And then at least in the bathrooms, as people are going to the bathroom, you hope that they're washing their hands, right? Yeah. Gross. Hand washing is super important right now. Yeah, especially right now. Right, right. So how is it different um, being able to learn like this and in this space? Um, it was different. But it was still pretty fun. And how they packed you up with all your own supplies. You love that. Talk to me about that. Yeah, I have book after book after book, but it's the only thing bad about that is I'm carrying a bag of bricks. (laughs) That's what it feels like. Right. And then you have all your own supplies packed in a Ziploc, right? That are just for you. Just for me, nobody else. And you carry them around um, from you know class to class but you stay in the same class but you mean from like day to day and stuff yeah and that way you have your kit that's kind of pre-made you bring home with you so when we're doing work on mondays and wednesdays you are able to do that work from here 
Exactly. Really cool. And then Friday, you have some awesome classes on Friday. Can you talk to me about just name a couple of those cool enrichment classes that you were saying that you liked before? I do art. I do STEM. I do PBL. I What's do, PBL? PBL is project-based learning. Mm-hmm. And then I do musical theater. And yeah, it's pretty fun. And then there's one big one, a new class this year. History through American Girl Dolls. That's pretty cool. I think that that is going to give you an experience that you are um, really going to be interested in diving down into all the things that they do. What are they going to do? Cooking and traveling and arts and crafts and wherever that girl went, kind of following her journey. Yeah. How exciting. It's going to be really fun. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing that with us. I'm excited to continue to talk about the positives and the negatives, too, about transitioning to this hybrid homeschool program. I think it'll be um, super exciting. Yeah. And an an adventure for both of us. Yeah. All right. Well, keep us posted, okay? Okay. Okay. Keep us posted. All right, friends, that's it for today. Thanks for listening and uh, stick with us. Thanks for listening and have an awesome day. All right, before we head out, a quick shout out to the awesome friends that lent their voices to our vision at the top of each episode. She Sounds Like Me is produced by Creative Catalyst Media, LLC. And as always, if you like what you hear, subscribe to our tribe online at shesoundslikeme.co and find us on social at She Sounds Like Me so we can connect directly to you. Thank you so much for your support, friends. Till next time, take care of yourselves and each other. And have an awesome day. Yep, and have an awesome day.